You're listening to the Namaste Babe podcast, a high vibe hangout for the spiritually woke woman ready to make quantum leaps in her life, business, and bank account. I'm your host, Kiki Yura, and I refuse to play by the rules. I'm an X9 to Fiber turned spiritual life and business coach, master NLP practitioner, and founder of the Namaste Babe brand. I'm here to lead you into your divinity so you can manifest a life and business you are wildly obsessed with. Each week, you can expect episodes from myself and guest experts who are leaders in their field. The episodes are dedicated to your expansion on all things mindset, money, and manifestation. It is my intention that these episodes help you raise your vibration, tune into your truth, and step into a life you fucking love. Are you ready? Let's slay. Hello, hello, everyone. I am so happy that you guys are here today. We have a very special guest and pretty much like a gift sent to me from the universe. Jessica Bennett is joining us. Welcome, girl. Hello. (laughs) So happy to have you here. So I am going to give you a like quick little intro and then we're going to discuss how we met and Mm -hmm. dive into the podcast. So Jess is a confidence and mindset coach and the founder of Very Jessica, which I love. After (laughs) working as a professional dancer for 11 years, Jess felt deep within her that she wanted to help people raise their self-esteem and step into their power. She is a hypnotherapist, NLP practitioner, and Reiki healer, and combines all of these techniques to empower as many people as possible. I love it. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. You don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) So up until about two weeks ago, you and I had no idea who each other were. (laughs) Literally didn't know you existed, and it's a crime. And we, it's so funny because we have like 30 mutual friends on Facebook. Like, and the most aligned life. Like, how did this not happen sooner? I just don't understand. I know. So, to give you guys like the the 411, so to speak, Jess and I both happened to work for the same cruise company, but we were never on the same ship, never had the same kind of contract. And um, we, you know, now once again, are both working in the same industry, just doing very, you know, well, actually not even really um, different styles of coaching. Like we're both in NLP, we're both Reiki certified. So uh-huh. it's interesting. We're just doing this in different parts of the world. Yeah. And you just so happen to be certified through Reese Evans Yes Supply. And she yes. is a graduate of the company that I got certified through. So all of these things are just coming together and aligned so intertwined. in a beautiful way. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. It. And I would be very remiss if I didn't mention uh, our good friend, Safi, who like mm-hmm. brought all of this together. She literally tagged us in an Instagram post. Yeah. Like, thank you, Safi. Shout out, honestly. Shout out to Safi. <laughs> So I always start my podcast interviews just by getting to know my guests. Um, This is going to be great for me because I'm going to get to hear your story for the first time. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about who you are and your journey and what led you to where you are today. Oh my goodness. Okay. So 
yeah you I mean you gave me such a beautiful intro I was like beaming like hey can this be my alarm clock like can I wake up to this every day but yeah my journey I have been working as a professional dancer for the last like 10 years or so and prior to that I did always have a sort of obsession with self-development and it sounds so cliche to me now because I hear so many other coaches say the same thing but when I was 15 like somebody gave me the secret the book yeah (laughs) it's like so many other people's story and I'm like you know and someone gave it to me and I'm like hey this is um, and it wasn't so mainstream at the time you know right Right. It wasn't so mainstream. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is great. And I gave it to my mom. And my mom was like, oh my God, I've been doing this my whole life. Like this is, and it really enlightened my mom and took her on a spiritual path. And she's now oh a Reiki God. master <laughs> and it's shamanism and all of these things. I didn't have such a clear path because I was 15 and there was social media and comparison and insecurities. Yeah. And, but it was always there, like this inner knowing that something was working on my side sort of thing. So I definitely had it there and I was always the person to help boost other people's confidence and and bring them up. So in a way I was doing it before I was doing it, if you know what I mean. Yes, I know exactly Um, what you mean. (laughs) And so I actually, as a dance teacher in between jobs, wound up being like hired by mums of kids who were like struggling and they would do like um an almost it we would sort out like a fake dance class and I would go to their houses under the means of like oh here's your dance teacher Jess but throughout the lesson I'd be dropping in all these like confidence hits to help them come out of themselves more Love that. and so this started and in, in that you know I was like 19 or so doing that um so I always had this natural way of making people feel confident and then I had my career as a dancer and it was a few years ago where my own journey through anxiety, anxieties have been a part of my life for sure, uh, really led me to like look deeper mm. and around me, especially within uh, the performing arts industry, you know, I was surrounded by beautiful, gorgeous, successful people and there wasn't an ounce of self-esteem between us. Right. So I'm like... <laughs> So I'm like, hey, something needs to be done. Like, and I just started off an Instagram page, honestly, as a hobby. And it's now developed into something so much better than I could have imagined. So yeah, that's me in a nutshell, I guess. I love that. (laughs) Okay, so I'm so happy you touched on this dancing thing because as an Mm ex-dancer, I know all about what it's like to struggle with confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to a performing arts high school, like very much like fame. Okay. Um, Oh my God. We're the same human. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So in my ninth grade, like my first year in high school, my dance teachers pretty much without saying it because she probably would have gotten fired for saying it, but like pretty much told me I needed to lose weight. And Mm. then two years later, she told me, she asked me if I was anorexic (sighs) and I just lost it. Not to mention, like, I did not have the typical dancer's body, like the rest of the girls in my class. So it was a full on nightmare, right? Mm. Especially in your formative teenage years. Like it was, it was a lot. Absolutely. And so that was just one of the things, there were many, but that was just one of the things that led to my confidence issues for, you know, a large majority of my life. And obviously that's the one that stands out the most to me, but 
I know this is obviously a common thing in the performing arts. You literally said there was not an ounce of confidence <laughs> yeah. between you guys. And I get it. I get it. Yeah. Because there's so much pressure. But mm. can you just talk a little bit about what that life was like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So there, I really see it as like a two, like two separate entities in my mind, the mm. negative and the positive, because I really, I think we are so focused when you're like in the industry, it's because you're ambitious and you're so focused on getting the job and nailing the routine or the yeah. note or whatever that there is that part that there's this constant buzz and there's constant adrenaline around what you do. So when you stop, you're actually like, oh my God, I had such a good life. I was all, cause you're always firing so high but you're always firing so high so you're not necessarily taking in the hits and mm. acknowledging them you're almost just like bouncing everything off which you know we are generally resilient people but there's only so much a human being can take it, it has its effect and so I have a similar story when I was older being told to to lose weight and then being congratulated when I had lost weight mm. but nobody had checked in between right how I had done it actually for me luckily it was in a healthy way but my point at the time was like you don't know how I've lost this weight you know we've got to look after our minds and our souls and it is being spoken about more in the industry now yeah. but I think for me it's definitely there's two things I want to say about it one is it's a show I think sometimes we lose who we really are and the other thing is success within the industry is so defined by what others think of you Ugh. you know it's so defined by am I good enough for the job does that person want me at the front does that am I going to get hired oh um I need to get this job because that's what everybody will see as successful but do you want the job like right. what do you want to do so there's so many layers to it and I feel like I'm scatting around with them but that you know bring them all together you just have this sort of like amazing experience and these highs and these lows, but not necessarily the time or the skill to process it and really allow like, hey, what does this rejection feel like? What's it, how else is it affecting my life? Totally. You know, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I, I remember when that process happened for me that, and it was over a two year mm -hmm. period, right? This was in the ninth grade. She told me I need to lose weight. And then in the 11th grade, she asked if I was eating. And I looked at her just like so crooked because my diet consisted of pizza and like nothing good for me. I had a diet Coke a day. There were like all of these things, right? I was not this epitome of health by mm. any means. Yeah. And I just looked at her. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> that was the thing for me. It was always mm. about, you know, uh, I didn't get along with her whatsoever, obviously, after she told me I needed to lose weight in the ninth grade, I was just like, why? <laughs> but I just remember that transition. It was just like, I just grew into my body, right? I had a growth spurt and my, you know, I just, the weight yeah. went up with me, right? Or the mm -hmm, mm -hmm. down as I went up <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, it was never anything unhealthy by any means. I was eating whatever I wanted. I was, you know, doing all those things because I knew that it wasn't like a career thing. But mm. as you said, you know, those things really get into your head in the, the problem is at that age, we're not aware of it. Like, does she want me at the front? You're, you're so concerned about everyone else and you yeah. never stop to think about yourself. And I love that you mentioned that. So 
when did you become aware of your lack of confidence? So I think my anxiety started to show up mm. because it really showed me I'm quite a high performing person in terms of looking confident. So nobody would ever have guessed. I come always came across extremely confident oh. and nobody would have known this in a battle um, at all because I could just put on the show. That's what I do. And so I think it was during my time on ships when I found myself over obsessing and worrying about other people's arguments or is that person okay? Mm. Did that person looked at me funny? Are they, <laughs> oh my God, they've fallen out with me. Oh my God, they hate me, right? <laughs> so this and is how it started to show up. By the way, <laughs> guys, on ships, your everyday dramas are amplified <laughs> by a million because <laughs> you are living, eating, sleeping, breathing with these mm. people for yeah. minimum like six months at a time. Yeah. So everything that happens on a ship is like the worst thing in the world, especially for you guys. Like at least when I was doing my thing, my team was smaller or I was working by myself when I came back and I was a media manager. So my life was a little more easy breezy, but like there was always drama with the dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's like not great if you're someone who who's scared and of the conflict. And it was just like, I think because throughout my career, it had always been this, well, if that person thinks it's okay, then it's okay. If that person thinks I'm good, then I'm good. Right. And so the idea of them not being able to please everybody all the time be began to just get too much for me. And I felt myself going in on myself like he didn't want to go out as much he just wanted to like stay in a bit more so it wasn't necessarily and I do think when we think of confidence we think of somebody who's shy if they haven't got confidence but it can show up in so many different ways and for me it was certainly an inner battle but I could walk in a room and say hey to everyone absolutely no problem you know it's so funny that you say that because I am the exact <laughs> same way like you were you started talking about that I'm like yep <laughs> <laughs> because there's I think there's a difference between being an extrovert and mm. not having your own inner like my self-worth was shot my entire life because I was bullied for so long right and so I was always like this is the perspective I have now from doing the work mm -hmm. but you know I was always questioning everything sometimes I still do right like old mm. habits die hard 100%. and so I this more so happens in like my my dating life now. <laughs> not so much I've built such a beautiful friend base and and things like that and I I really like when I'm showing up on social media if someone doesn't like me and what I have to say like the unfollow button is right there yeah. but recently it was one of those things where um I really am caring about because I, so anyone who follows me knows that I am a traveler through and through and the time that we're currently living in, you know, I'm a little bit more weary for the, for the fact of like, I really don't want to go somewhere and get sick, mm -hmm. but I'm also, and I know that you're a big traveler too. We were talking about this the other <laughs> yeah. day, but, but for me, it's also, I don't want to be seen as dismissive to other people's concerns. I don't want to be seen as selfish. And mm -hmm. so I had this like beautiful transmission last night of like, okay, I put myself out there a couple of days ago in terms of the, um, you know, 
wanting to travel and like, what's your opinion? Would you be traveling Mm -hmm. right now? I just kind of wanted to suss out. Obviously my people are my people and they're like, girl, go do (laughs) it. Like just whatever. And -hmm. of course, you know, one of my really good friends was like, don't do it. But she is of the mindset that I am not of. So Mm -hmm. she like, I understand why she doesn't want me to go or why she wouldn't go. And that's totally fine. But for someone who is extroverted, Mm. this lockdown has taken a toll on my mental health the first few days, because the older I'm getting, and sorry, I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent, it all comes back together. So (laughs) the, the first like few weeks of lockdown, I was actually quite stoked. I was like, okay, I don't Mm. need to talk to anyone. I don't need to do anything. And now we're like a year into it. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I really need some people and some different views. As the winter is coming, like that's Mm -hmm. the whole, one of the the main drivers behind my business is being able to run it from anywhere in the world and showing people how to live that life. And that's not the main reason why I want to go and travel. Like the main reason is my mental health and my sanity. And like, I don't really function in cold climates. (laughs) Yeah, but it's, it, the stem of that came back to other people's opinions and yeah. not feeling confident in making my own choice. Yeah. I struggled it, as well when we yeah. went, we went to Costa Rica for two months and I found myself like overdoing like the, and it's re- we're really COVID safe. We've had to have our test and blah, 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 when, you know, in theory, I knew that it was safe and I had made it my edge well, as safe as I felt. Yep. It needed to be, of course, there's risk that goes without saying, but I had tests. And uh, when we got there, we were so careful. We didn't go in crowds, like we, yeah. we knew what we were doing, but I still did feel that like sense of impending doom in case people thought I was reckless. <laughs> like, and that's the other thing yeah. too, because of course I am extroverted. People see me in a certain light and like, yeah. I am known for going out and having a good time. Like that's part of you know, the old identity, like I used to go way off the deep end in my partying days. Right. But, you know, I do enjoy country hopping and traveling and like seeing the sights. But I'm at a point now where if you just let me out of my country, I will go lock myself down just yeah. somewhere that I can work on my business and work on my tan. And yeah. like that, that was the other thing. I was like, I don't want people to see me as like, again selfish or reckless or yeah. you know ethnocentric as well mm, right because it's yeah, like 100%. well she's just doing what she wants to do and like she's going to go down and go into some sort like if she I see people who are in certain places doing certain things that I'm like how have you not fucking caught COVID I know like, yeah I know how? And I'm like, okay, I would never do that. <laughs> no, exactly. It was still like me. I'm. It's like I'm quite conscious of that stuff. And and I was still the same in Costa Rica. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I was safer in Costa Rica. It was the travel. Yeah. That was, you know, obviously I'm not blind to the risk, but right. when I was actually in Costa Rica, I saw nobody. The shops were empty. The yeah. beach was empty. Like there was nobody there the travel was slightly nerve-wracking it was yeah we quarantined either end we did what we had to do and you know thank god we were fine but there's there was yeah I I feel you is what I'm trying to say I had the same feeling of like but then who do you please like we you want to go away 
(laughs) Yeah. And at the end of the day, am I living for myself or for other people? And like, yeah. But, and see, this comes back to this, like me versus we mentality. If you go down to like South America or places in Europe, they're Mm. very, um, like community family focused. You look Mm. at, you know, New Zealand who's overcome COVID and they're just back out living their best lives. And I'm like, that's because everyone was complicit with the lockdown and they don't have this North American because, you know, a lot of people will say it's an American mentality, but we have pro-Trump rallies. We have Mm. all of these things happening, the anti-maskers and like, listen, live your life, do what you want. But at the same time, like, in your quest to be so individualistic, you also are putting other people at risk, like people that you care about. And so it's a very stark contrast to the me versus we mentality. And I don't go into this of like, I don't give two fucks about anyone else. I'm going to go and do what I want to do. No, I agree. I, I, oh, you nail on the head. I agree. (laughs) Because there is also like, you, I do care what other people think. I'm always going to care. Yeah you know yeah. somewhat that's of course but it's where it's about drawing the line that's right for you exactly and, you know, with the virus as well it's such an unknown entity you know with covid we don't know how to act we don't know what's safe what's not yeah so the way i saw it is if I, you know, I followed all the government guidelines that country was open yes. i was allowed to go there and whilst I was there, I followed their guidelines. And th- past that, I think, you know, we could be in this situation for longer. So we might have to get used to travel in this com- capacity. I and actually, it. you know, some people were like, oh, my God, how was it? And I shared my experience and people were like, oh, well, maybe I will because they were scared because nobody had done it yet. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too. It's like I just I want people to understand that it's never like I'm not thinking about just solely myself like yes it's Mm. it's to appease myself and my mental health but like other things too if I come back and you know I'm living in my mom's house like am I going to go near her no Mm -hmm. right like I would never intentionally do anything to harm my family or my loved ones or anything like that anyways I'm happy that we had this conversation it was a little bit of a left turn (laughs) but that's okay so coming back to this idea of confidence and not Mm -hmm. living for the opinions of others but rather Mm -hmm. living for your own fucking opinion um how did you overcome like once you started to notice this anxiety showing up in your life right how did you start to overcome these things such a good question because at the beginning I was I mean my mum you know I have to like everything I do I can't really do it without giving props to my mum because she's like a breaky healer and a coach and you know the only thing is with it sometimes when it's your mum you don't listen and then when you really know you're like oh my god my mum was so right (laughs) this whole time but um you know my mum had said to me I had this problem my breathing and my mum had said to me before it's anxiety and I was like no mum I've got something wrong with my breathing like you know like so adamant that it was a different medical issue it was anxiety she was was (laughs) so I think when I first um I'm really lucky because I was doing my job with my husband he was my fiance at the time and so he was a big help and very open and I think when I first started really recognizing that it was something that 
wasn't just my personality, something that I actually, it was getting worse and it was something that I needed to work on. I touch my chest as I'm talking about it because yeah. that's how it fits for me. So I'm like, there it is. Yeah. And so, um, and so I started off by obsessively cleaning my cabin, right? Oh God. So this is where it came. I, and I'm like, if anyone's listening who knows me, they will laugh because I'm such a messy person. Like <laughs> I am so messy. So I guess my element of control started being like, like I'm gonna, and I'd had my idea for my page. And so it really helped. I started my page, I started very Jessica mm. and I just started posting things about doing self-love um, rituals, literally like affirmations or journaling. And I started just doing, this was, you know, through no, I wasn't a coach, I wasn't anything. This was just something that was helping me. I was sharing my journey and I just started to focus, put the focus back on me and yeah. really what, listen to myself, what do I need? And it started to work slowly. I could feel something changing when I, with every word I wrote in my journal, with every time I sat and meditated, with every time I was starting to feel the walls coming in on me and I stepped outside for a walk, like mm -hmm. these tiny, tiny decisions that I started making because I was focusing in on myself again, um, led me to a, a, a healing. And um, when I went home, you know, I had a coach, I went for my healing my mum's a Reiki healer all her friends are healers I was like everybody heal me and so it was definitely a process and it's you know I'm not saying it was gone in like a year it was a, a growth process and then I invested in my first coaching course and it gave me a focus and then you know I didn't do anything with that coaching course for a while mm -hmm. but I um understood more what was happening within me and how I could help it and I just felt myself coming back I just felt you know, it wasn't like this big quantum leap, this big epiphany. It was these tiny little daily decisions, if that makes that's, sense. Oh, absolutely. Because mm. that's where it all begins. It's never, you're never biting off more than you can chew, right? Mm. In the beginning, as you're discovering this path, this journey, for me, it was podcasts. I had mm. an hour and a half ride round trip to and from work every day minimum. And I remember I would just listen to music when I first started. And then when I was in my network marketing company, someone had said, you know, make use of the time that you have. Right. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of stuck with me. And I was like, okay, well, that. why would I, why would I listen? Music's not really doing music puts me in a good mood, but it's not really doing anything for me. It's not expanding my mind. And then woof like when I started listening to podcasts I was like you know what maybe I can pick a book like I, yeah <laughs> and wow. anyone yeah. who knows me knows <laughs> that I am not a, or I was not a reader and now I love yeah. reading because I found that just like inspires mm. the shit out of me right and then it was meditation I remember the first time I meditated I was like seven whole minutes like there's <laughs> no way I'm gonna be able to sit for yeah. seven minutes yeah and I think I made it five without opening my eyes and I was really fucking impressed You're like wow look at me go <laughs> yeah I feel so that it's and then I like I chose to do it again and I chose there was just something that kept pulling me back to it and mm -hmm. so I love that because success like a lot of people were, you know, recently with the business, the year that I had last year, a mm. lot of people have been asking me, they're like, how? 
And I'm like, guys, it's not in these. I didn't do one thing that brought me all these clients. It's the repetitive actions daily that I'm taking. I'm showing up on social media. I'm recording my podcast. I'm doing the things even when I don't want to do it. I think that's the thing as well. When you don't want to do it, that's the true test. And eventually it does become a part of, of you. It overrides the other and there habits. are, and but the only way to do that is by consistently doing it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's there's no yeah. easy, there's no beautiful, sexy answer to <laughs> no. this. It's I just hard. did a meditation and I woke up and I was absolutely fine. <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> like no, unfortunately, yeah, not. that's that's not how. It and works. even now, I still say I'm. I've done so much healing, so much inner work. But if I stopped, I am very aware of the fact I could easily go back to that place. Okay. Right. So (laughs) people who have listened to this podcast for a while know I did like an entire episode on this. I'm pretty sure. Oh, you did. Um, I I need to listen. (laughs) It's really good. So I'll, I'll try to remember what the name is of it, of the episode, but pretty much um, in August, two years ago. So not August, 2020, August, 2019, I went on a carnival cruise to go and see one of my old coworkers who I absolutely Mm -hmm. love. And I just went on vacation. And in that time I stopped meditating. I stopped reading. I stopped doing any sort of routine. I was drinking all the, not like excessively, I was on vacation. I was having a margarita at 10 o'clock in the morning when we got to Pantanel. Like, (laughs) of course. (laughs) it was, you know, whatever, like I got way out of my routine. And then when I came back at the end of the the month, I think I went for like three weeks and then I, oh yeah, I was like, if I was going, I was going. I'm going. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was like two weeks. It wasn't quite or three. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, I remember that I got two, I had two situations happen to me like back to back it was the most, I went from making five and a half K months in my business at the time to an $847 month. Wow. It affected me to the point of no return. Well, it took the return took like three months to get myself back out of. So when I stop I know like, this is why it is just a non-negotiable now because I realized, Mm -hmm. and it had happened again prior, but like not to that extent, but I obviously didn't learn my lesson the first time. So the universe had to hit me with a really big whammy. (laughs) Yeah. I love that you're non-negotiables as well, because it is, it is finding those things that, Hey, okay, we're not going to be able to do hours every day. We have busy lives. We're busy people, but what other things because I had a similar experience much smaller but like I just stopped we came up from Costa Rica I think I just felt like a slump I was in this such like expansive spiritual place and then we came back and had to like you were the one who told I've been trying sorry sorry (laughs) to everyone listening sorry you were the one who told me that when someone like you guys went to Costa Rica and someone was like be careful what you focus on right yes I have been trying to figure this out for the last (laughs) week okay now that we're yeah. back <laughs> they were, basically in Costa Rica they were telling us like I did lots of you know it was such a spiritual place and even my husband who's he's very spiritual man like he you know he really is in his core is spiritual but he's not necessarily like outwardly like going to meditate and go to I, healing 
things like I did but we both had such a such a spiritual mm. experience out there and um I honestly think more than anything it was the time to switch off and relax as well not yeah. just the location although the location was great um, but yeah they had been saying to us be careful because it's a great place for manifestation and I think I came back from this like hi and we came back here and you know we love our home of course we do but it was cold <laughs> and it was cold <laughs> and more cold <laughs> and it was really cold <laughs> and we went into lockdown we were quarantining for two weeks so it's not like you have the normal things to look forward to and I did feel myself slumping back into this Oh, can I be bothered to read my book? Can I be bothered yeah. to meditate? Can I be bothered to tidy my office? Because I, when it's messy, it just doesn't work for me. And like I said before, I'm a messy right. person. And then so suddenly I was like, hey, what am I doing? I need to just get up, start doing this. And I had been waiting for this email um, about a job and it hadn't come. It hadn't come. I think that was sending me into more of a, ugh. and lo and behold, once I started doing the work again, the email showed up in my inbox. <sighs> You know of what course. I mean? I'm like, of course it did. I was not, you know, it, you know, and of course some people will say, oh, it's just a coincidence. But no, I was not on the vibe. I was not doing my work. I was not focusing on myself. So that was a, a mini lesson for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, there's so many things, like, I feel like my <laughs> mind is just racing with all of these questions now. So the, when it came to the confidence piece and like, I love that you said about the, um, the cleaning, like almost like mm. the OCD-ness of it, yeah. was there anything? So first, how else was it manifesting in your day-to-day -day life? You got the anxiety, you got the cleaning. Was that pretty much it? Um, definitely more like irritable. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely more irritable. I was cleaning more I think it was like uh what I so want in my room to be the safe space because when I was outside I could just feel everybody else's stuff oh, oh yeah 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 I and I, I really struggled as well there was a couple of situations over that time that showed up where it really would have called me and the me now would call me to go and have a really upfront and open conversation with someone but the thought of that at the time was it would send me into tears I would be oh, terrified totally. Yeah, like absolutely terrified. So it was, um, it was just showing up in ways like that. I'm trying to think of other, you know, was probably. It, did it prevent you from doing things? Like, did it minus yeah. minus the conversations, but like things that could have like grown you or expanded you, right? Oh, like, hundred percent. Like even even socially, like, um, I am a social person. Although there is an element to me that doesn't necessarily like going out in big groups. So you know there is a part of me now like hey I'm just gonna stay here and read my book but the time like I did probably back out of more things because I was just like oh I just didn't have the energy to want to do that and I'm a huge empath as well and so there was a lot of going on I just if I was in a group I would just feel like oh <laughs> so um it definitely showed up in a lack of motivation as well yeah you know well, and you probably wouldn't have at the time had the courage to do what you just recently did, right? And go oh after <laughs> a big ass job. Absolutely not. Because let me tell you, at the time, I had made the very Jessica page mm. two years, almost two years prior, oh and God. been too scared to post anything. And it's only through the fact that we were doing a goal setting workshop with an amazing supervisor, Fiona Robertson, who um, is 
she does goal setting workshops. She does really like soulful work with, whilst also being a dancer. She and I just happened to talk about this page that had been my dream, and and everyone was just like, okay, we well, have to do it. And she basically looked at me and was like, when I come on the ship next, like mm. I want to see your page. And so that for me was a huge factor of like, okay, I need to do my page. But now, if it was left alone, it probably would still be untouched. So no, certainly this job I recently went for would not have been. so this is guys like for those of you listening I know that there are people listening because I've had conversations with you about the dream that has been within you and the only thing that separates the two of us Jessica and I between you is that we took the action that's Mm -hmm. it because I know so many people that have these incredible dreams but they're saying I could never, that's not for me. Like, who am I to want to do this? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's conditioning. That's society. That is, you know, we've got NLP for that. (laughs) (laughs) We can, we can help you heal this. It's just one of those things that it hurts my heart so much to have conversations with people who will be like, okay, yes, I need your support. I need, you know, this, this, the other thing. I want to participate in this program because I know it's going to get me to my next level. And then a year to like, I'm in my third year of business and I have conversation. I have people in my circle still from the beginning of my business, unfortunately, who are still in the same places that they were three years ago. And that like kills me because I'm at a point where three years in, I have made leaps and bounds and there is no difference between anyone listening or Jessica and I, like, it's the fact that we took action, even when we didn't feel confident. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And even like a bit, like a, I don't want to say above you, but like, you know, I made an investment that I was so scary, like for my qualification, mm. you know, that to me at the time was huge. I was terrified to spend that money yeah. and I'd hovered over the pay now button <laughs> so many times and talked myself out of it. And it was my best friend and my husband were like, I don't know what you're waiting for anymore. Like, you, you know, basically you're annoying me, either do it or shut up. <laughs> and, um, and so, you know, once I did that and I invested in some, in something bigger than myself, and some something further along than I was once I did that oh my god my that was that was only in September oh my god and my life has changed full circle since I finally made that big it's just it's just wild because I did that I did the thing that scared me which was spending the money it scared me right it's when you take that action and you do it over and over and over again that's how like that's one of the ways that the confidence builds right that's one of the ways that you become a little less fearful Mm -hmm. is by facing the fear and walking through it rather than facing the fear and being like oh no, I'm going to, I'm going to back off. Like, yeah. And that's really what separates people from their dreams. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's like, do you want to keep going to bed thinking about it? Right. Or would you rather just gone for it and see what happens? Right. I was sick of going to bed thinking about all these ideas for my page that I didn't have the guts to do. 
Well, so this is the thing too, is that look at like, I want to use your recent situation as mm. an example, because you literally, you applied for something that you felt like was so far out of you. You tell the story. So far, so far. So I applied for a position uh, within the company that um, I had done some training with and it was so far above my, like, I just, just a year ago, I would have just not even looked at it. But I read, I read, I was being called. I could feel in my gut because I'm really in touch with my gut now. Yes. It's like, you've got to go for this. You've got to go for it. And I didn't have the experience and I knew I was out of my depth. And really, I was like, hey, if I could even get an interview, I'd be over the moon because there was like the first stage we had to, you know, send in. And then, oh God, if I could get an interview, I'd be, that would be great. I'm just going to do it. And so did it, sent it off, got an interview, got the next interview, you know, went on like this. So then I'm like, oh my God, I might actually get this. Like, maybe I don't know, like, and it all went well. And I didn't get the job. And I was really disappointed because by the time you've got to that point, I'm like seeing myself in the position. <laughs> like, I've like got my briefcase, bought my suit. No, not quite. But, <laughs> but you know, I was, there was a disappointment, but at the same time, I was so proud because I had got that far and the self-doubt within me had told me that I, I would, they wouldn't even want to see me, you know? Right. And so then I got an email from them saying, Hey, we've gone with somebody else for the full-time position but we really loved you and really want you to be on our team. And here's this part-time position that we'd love to offer you. And so I was like, is this not proof of like, go for it? Yeah. You know, reach for the moon, you fall on the stars, yeah. you know, because yes, that was out of my depth, but I, they weren't advertising for this part-time position. They created it for you. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, I just think that's just such good proof. Like, you know, absolutely. Oh, you know, I was like, even the proof. Of, I know this stuff. I tell my clients this stuff. I know that it is, but just to have that physical, like, hey, I went for this. I didn't get it. I was gutted, but I got this. Yeah, look, which is so said, insane. We have but this for you instead, right? Had you never applied for it, that it wouldn't be on the table. It wouldn't be here. It wouldn't be here at all. Ugh. And if anything, it's a better position for me. <laughs> so <laughs> because the thing is that that had you gotten that position, and I mean, obviously they knew that it wasn't something that you were quite ready for, right? Yeah. But first of all, good for you for doing it, anyways. Like <laughs> that, I I give you so much kudos for that. Um, but instead, you got something that is way better because you're not going to be overwhelmed by the position. Mm, no, and I don't, I don't function particularly well if I feel out of my depth. Right. I sort of, you know, and, and I know that. And I just, I just had this gut feeling to go for it. And, and I thought, why not? You know, oh. why not put yourself out there? Because in the dance industry, we always say the casting directors never forget and, you know, I always remember my husband was called, didn't get a job and was called back in by the same casting director for another job and could go straight to the final, you know, because people don't forget. So I think I had that mentality of like, right. well, I, I'll show my face and they might think, I think I sort of had that. They might think of me for another role in the future if I don't get it. That's I didn't expect it to manifest quite this way, but it's just... I, I finally had that belief that it didn't define me if I didn't get it. Mm. I wasn't scared of not getting it. I would rather have gone for it and it paid off. So for sure, like just, you know, whatever it is, it's scary, but what's the worst that can happen, yeah. right? They say no. 
okay yeah, oh my goodness you sit and have a little pity party eat some ice cream watch some netflix and then move on with your life <laughs> i love it um how like for you specifically how have you strengthened your intuition because you said that you had that gut knowing and i think a lot of people are like how do i tune into that so yeah. was there any like conscious awareness of you being being more intentional with trusting your gut? Because I know every yes. time I don't go with my gut, I always regret it. Yeah. So I think my gut, I had like internally switched off my listening to my gut system for like maybe like three years. Honestly, like had no trust. And I think like my... I had a shock my nan passing like five years ago and I think that may have triggered this this distrust you know within myself and and so I, I you know looking back I obviously didn't realize that at the time but when I did a training with the yes supply we did a lot of techniques where we went back and healed a lot and I had so many breakthroughs within the the week session that we did uh the week's course you so many breakthroughs and we did the hypnotherapy and I could just feel myself growing every day and I we had the graduation ceremony it's all online because it was during COVID and um and I came off and I had this like gut feeling that I needed this particular business coach who I had seen online right and I had seen her price and I knew like I totally couldn't afford it and it was too much and I, I like burst out crying my husband was like oh my god what's the matter with you like you've just got this amazing qualification like you're so excited I was like because my gut's telling me I need this coach and it's so expensive but I know I need to listen to my gut <laughs> and so I remember that moment it like honestly switched back on because I sort of healed so then from from then on and I did get the coach and it's totally you know pain off and I you know absolutely um always now recommend I know when I finish with her I'll get another coach because that's how that's where I have seen the most growth in myself mm. um but within connecting to my gut it was just that like your gut telling you to do something and then not letting your logic go but that's too much money or you could not do that right. they those ones are not your gut right <laughs> You know, that's your it, logic, that's your rationality. And I yeah. don't play by those. Those rules has have never served me ever in my no, life. No, they're just trying to keep you safe, but their version of safety is what you already know. Exactly. Which isn't necessarily safe. It's just what you know. Yes. It just means nothing is gonna happen. That's and exactly so, it, because you're in your bubble. Yeah. So, so that no I did feel yeah, there's no growth. So I, I, before that, I just don't feel like I, my gut had really, I had been listening to it for a while. Mm. And so I had this real moment where I was crying because I knew I had to listen to it because <laughs> it felt strong. <laughs> I have to tell you, it's so funny because I could think that our, like your husband and my ex-boyfriend would probably get along <laughs> really having to deal with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, oh my God, it's a wild ride. For I sure. was literally, I, I, saw myself exactly in your shoes <laughs> like why are you crying because my god <laughs> I love it I love it um so NLP is something that you and I are both versed in it's mm -hmm. you know we both know how powerful it is mm -hmm. um just kind of like bringing things to a close and wrapping everything up like mm -hmm. how can NLP be used to um, help clients with their 
confidence with their mm-hmm. inner voice, things like that. I want people to get like a real, I always hit it home when I, when I have people who are in NLP, <laughs> Right. <laughs> I always get them to come on and talk about it because yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, it's the thing that has completely helped me, my clients. So I just, I try to put it into like every program that I, yeah. that I create because it's just so powerful. Yeah. So how, like, what is it about NLP that can help support your clients, my clients in confidence, in limiting beliefs, that inner voice, all that good stuff? I think, um, I mean, oh God, saying all my amazing words, limiting beliefs. I think there's so many different techniques where we can use like the, the power of the brain, the studies behind the brain and able to shift our feelings. For instance, on a smaller scale to prove how NLP can be so powerful in my training I was addicted to diet coke like addict and and I did that we did an NLP technique where we changed my emotion towards diet coke to my emotion with Dr Pepper because I don't really like Dr Pepper me like so it's a similar thing but I I had the I I genuinely haven't had a diet coke since September So Congratulations. It, I have not, I know. And it's weird. And it's funny because it's not like I don't necessarily fancy it sometimes, but yeah. I physically can't bring myself to, to drink it. I, love I just it. can't. So I think what, what's been so powerful for my clients is being able to shift those beliefs from a, I can't attitude to a can mm. and really building, knowing that confidence is something you can build using these techniques to align your brain and your beliefs to what you want is just it's just been so powerful and really the confidence comes in those like you had said earlier in those little steps and those daily things but sometimes the limiting beliefs aren't even letting you do it um and I think another thing that really helps is we have a strategy for everything right a strategy for buying something we have a strategy for how we feel when we got offered a job we have a strategy for what we what we go for And when you can recognize, hey, oh, here's when my self-doubt shows up. Here's when this shows up. Okay, we can replace these things and make them work for you. So, oh God, I just just love it. I just think there's so many things that can override what's currently in your brain. Working with the beliefs that were sometimes given to you as a child, mostly given to you as a child, honestly, um, and aren't serving you anymore. And once you release them, you actually learn to be more confident in who you are already. It's not about changing you. It's about realizing you're Honestly, those, the beliefs are probably not even true, like no. so much of the time, right? No, yeah, 100%. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So good. So good. So good. Hey, so you just launched a podcast. Yes, I did. And it is called Very Jessica. Yeah, the Very Jessica podcast. And what do you mainly talk about? So I have a teaser on my first episode. And it's so funny because I was just about to talk about what came to my mind when we spoke about beliefs then was something I spoke about in my first episode, where like when I was at school, a boy had told me my nose looked like Concorde, right? The plane, the airplane. I don't even know what Concorde oh, is. I was like, what's a Concorde? Yeah. <laughs> like the airplane. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah and so I had like laughed and taken the mick at him or you know back or whatever but then for years like well into my 20s I'd always said how I hated my nose I wanted a nose job 
and I would like vet photos if it was on the side I'd like untag myself oh my and all these things and before that moment I don't even remember this guy's name which just shows the power of the words right and he, he probably doesn't even remember who I am right um, and from before that moment, I don't remember not liking my nose. And so I mentioned that in my first podcast. And I've had quite a few people messaging me saying like, oh, my God, there was this time when this person said this to me. And now I think this about myself. And it's like, you know, it's so I'm at the moment speaking a lot about my journey to being more unapologetic in who I am. And I'm also inviting some amazing guests onto there to, who inspire me and to hear about their journey as well and yeah just stepping into your power and being more confident in who you are love that absolutely love it and by the way I was going to tell you as you were talking about NLP I cannot wait for you to go through your master it's Mm, going to be I can't wait even more techniques even more to just like learn and dive into I think it's beautiful uh so aside from everyone going and subscribing and rating and reviewing your podcast uh the very jessica podcast (laughs) how else can people get in touch with you so i you know instagram's my jam i love instagram so i'm very jessica on instagram and i'm very jessica on facebook as well uh but yeah come along um join me on instagram i love sharing my stories and you know trying to be as transparent and honest and pos- as possible on my journey as well and um, which is why I love you so much as well because <laughs> it's so real <laughs> and like that's what we need in this world I um so yeah absolutely come join me on Instagram and I'd love to connect amazing well guys go give Jessica a follow girl thank you so much for being on the pod I'm so grateful to have shared this beautiful hour with you my cheeks are hurting I love it (laughs) you don't know how excited I was to be on here by the way (laughs) someone tells me like I had someone I asked on the podcast and she's like I have been manifesting this I was like, Martin, I ran down when you asked me to be on it. And I was like, Martin, he's my husband. Oh my God, oh my gosh, she asked me to be on a podcast, like like a child, like so excited. So thank you. Honestly, I, but you've got such great energy and it's just obviously like it flowed so beautifully. Mm, Yeah. And that's what I love. I just love spending time with good people. (laughs) Oh, Yes. Yes. And you attract them. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Anyways, guys, go and take a screenshot, share this on Instagram, what you loved. Be sure to take both of us and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please spread all those good vibes by leaving a five-star review, as well as screenshotting this episode and tagging at Namaste, babe, over in your stories on Instagram. With love and light, the fiercest fuck goddess in me recognizes and honors the fiercest fuck goddess in you. And until next time, Namaste.